Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. ZipRecruiter is a proud sponsor of Without Warning Podcast. Use code word WOW and search for jobs anytime, anywhere. The Lauren Agee case was hastily closed by authorities, but many questions remain. Come behind the curtain with private investigator Sheila Waisaki as she uncovers the truth about what happened to Lauren. This is Without Warning. Warning. The following episode contains details about sexual violence and elements that are graphic in nature. Throughout this podcast, you've heard many things that don't add up. One of the most egregious matters is how this case was mishandled. The things that were done or weren't done make me extremely angry. Simple, standard things that a detective or investigator learns in their 101 training were missed or not even done in this case. I have many things to say about this, but I feel it's best for you to hear what happened directly from the source and let you make your own conclusions. You are about to hear a deposition with Sheriff Patrick Ray, the sheriff of DeKalb County, whose team was called to the scene the day that Lauren's body was found. You are going to hear background information on Sheriff Ray, including his education, his training, and his resume. Listen carefully to this section. You are going to hear about his knowledge of the Lauren Agee case. It is astounding to me his lack of knowledge of this case, specifically not being able to remember all the names of the individuals involved. I've said enough for now. Let's dive into his deposition. Have you ever been uh, deposed before? Yes. How many times? If you can recall. Two. Have you ever been a party to a lawsuit? Yes. Okay, tell me about those. Uh, the first uh, was a lawsuit of an inmate about years ago uh, claimed that he got strip searched in front of a camera. Uh, the second one was on a death in the jail. Uh, regarding the lawsuit with the inmate who claimed to have been strip searched, were you named as a defendant? Yes. And what was the allegation against you? That you conducted the search? Uh, no, I, I, I'm not. I, there was probably four or five of us that were in there. I don't know what they said I'd done. We, we were just part of it. And when so, did that case come about? Probably, I, it would be a guess, uh, 90s. A long time ago. A long time ago, yes. That's okay. why I can't remember a lot about it. I understand. What about the other lawsuit with the death in the jail? What happened? Uh, had an inmate die. Uh, we done the depositions, and it never went to court. Were you named as a defendant? Yes. And what was the allegation against you? There, there again, I think it was a um, a few of us that were named in there that just a wrongful death okay. lawsuit. I don't think it accused us of doing anything particular individually. When did this lawsuit occur? Uh. There again, I'm not sure on, on, on the date. Uh, More than 10 to, years ago? No, it's less. less. More recently? Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably about 10 or 11, 9 or 10 years ago. That, that would be a guess okay. on that. Where was the inmate housed who died? Uh, the jail, the Cap County Jail. Gotcha. And what was your role at the time? The sheriff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, so you said that you'd been deposed twice. Were those the two cases in which you were deposed? Yes. Have you ever been involved in any other legal matter? Like, uh... 
accused to define of, that. Uh, sure. Um, a legal matter like a civil lawsuit or a criminal investigation against yourself? Uh, never a criminal in investigation. Uh, one time I uh, had a vehicle that a guy had done some work on for me that didn't uh, didn't work out well, and I sued him, and he countersued me. So That happens. Yes. How is I, I won mine, and his got dismissed. So. I see. Okay. Um, are you represented by an attorney here today? No. Okay. Have you spoken to an attorney about this deposition? No, other than the county attorney of coming here instead of Nashville. I didn't. I okay. had some things to do today, so that's why this evening. So that's why I didn't want to go to Nashville. So, um, are you saying that your only communication with the county attorney was about scheduling and location, and not substantively about the testimony that you're correct? Okay. Mm -hmm. What did you do other than the scheduling question to prepare for this deposition? Nothing. Okay. Have you reviewed any documents or spoken to anyone? Uh, I did uh, last night uh, look through what I had sent all of you, uh, all the attorneys. And will you just for the record uh, sort of describe what you sent the attorneys? Uh, the whole case file of Lauren Agee and the case, uh, uh, not case file, uh, the case file of Lauren Agee and the employment records of Jeremy Taylor. That's what I have sent every one of you that are represented, representing someone. So, okay. mo some multiple times. <laughs> Thank you for You're that. You're welcome. <laughs> Was anyone present with you reviewing those files? Uh, Off and on, yes. Can you tell me the names of folks who were present? Uh, my chief deputy, uh, Robert Patrick. Okay. Anyone else? That's it. And what is Robert Patrick's involvement in this case? He uh, he was one of the, uh, at that time he was a detective, and he was one of the uh, detectives that was down there. And just for the record, at that time you mean around July of 2015? Yes. Is he currently still a detective for DeKalb County? No, he's my chief deputy. You said that. Yes. Okay. Um, so tell me about your role as sheriff of DeKalb County. How long have you been in that role? Uh, I'll just start from the very beginning if it'll be all right, because I, 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 be we might have to go back to that anyway. Uh, I started my law enforcement career here in DeKalb County, May of 1989. Uh, I worked here from May of 89 until 2002. I served uh, as a dispatcher, a correctional officer, a deputy, a shift supervisor, uh, detective, chief deputy my last four years. Uh, the sheriff I worked for got beat uh, in 2002, and I went to Warren County Sheriff's Department as a criminal investigator there. Worked there four years until I got uh, ran for sheriff and got elected in 2006, where I've served uh, as sheriff since then. Tell me again, what was your role at Warren County? Uh, an investigator, criminal investigator, or a detective. Some, some, some call it one, some call it the other. And um, throughout your career from 89 to 2002, which sheriff were you working for? Kenneth Pack. In what county? Here in DeKalb. Are you from DeKalb County originally? Yes. Where'd you go to school? DeKalb County High School. And college? No college. No college. Um, have you ever received a certificate or taken any post-secondary formal education classes? Uh, went to the Tennessee Law Enforcement Training Academy, and then uh, I've taken multiple schools throughout my career of different things. So, so the law no no college or anything like that. Okay, tell me about the Law Enforcement Training Account uh, Academy. Was that prior to taking on your role in 1989? No. Uh, when did I've you? I've done that in 1991, I think. What type of training or education was required between high school and starting in law enforcement? None. Okay. Did you receive any on-the-job training at the beginning? Yes. 
and tell me about that. Uh, I started as a uh, uh, lake site patrolman of where we would go around to different lake sites and check lake sites throughout the summer. And I would uh, uh, sometimes ride with some of the deputies and, and uh, see what they done and things like that. And then uh, that advanced on up to when I was a deputy. What types just, of cases did you investigate as a deputy? Uh, a lot of accident, uh, traffic accident cases and uh, stuff like that. Most of the, uh, the time uh, back then, uh, we had a detective, one detective here, or the sheriff would take care of assigning whoever he wanted to investigate something. I was just a patrol deputy at that time. And you mentioned lakeside investigations or lake lakeside Patrol. patrols. Yes. What were you checking for? Just uh, to be uh, the the county had contracted uh, with the Corps of Engineers uh, to patrol the lake sites uh, to be seen, uh, and if there were any trouble there, such as public drunkenness or fights or so forth and so on. Okay. Just to keep the peace, kind of thing. Then you said you moved to Warren County in 2002? I, I went to work there, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, what precipitated or prompted that move? Uh, the sheriff I worked for lost the election and uh, when we're not civil service here, so uh, the new sheriff or, or, or any county office that comes in uh, can lay off the employees that are there and rehire who they want or hire who they want outside the department. So, Were you laid off? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what was the name of the new sheriff who laid you off? Uh, Lloyd. Well, he, do, he doesn't lay me off. The sheriff I'm working for at that time would have been the one to lay me off. Okay. Kenneth Pack would lay me off. Okay. And then Lloyd... Emmons. Emmons would come in and rehire or hire whoever, whoever you wanted, wanted to. Correct. But did you request rehiring by Lloyd Emmons? No. Okay. And why not? I didn't want to work for him. Okay. Yeah. What's your relationship with him like? Uh, oh, uh, just I didn't want to work for him. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I speak to him. Yeah. Same. Did you run against him when you ran for sheriff in two thousand six? Uh, no. Uh, the. Uh, Another guy ran against him and uh, beat him in the primary, and then I ran against him in the general August election. Okay. Um, what types of cases did you investigate or follow or handle in Warren County? Uh, drug cases, uh, uh, rape cases, murder cases. Uh, we assisted uh, the TBI on some of them, uh, some of them the Sheriff's Department done their own uh, investigations with up there. Now, I'm not familiar with Warren County versus DeKalb County, so you have to forgive my ignorance. Mm -hmm. Is Warren County a bigger or smaller county in terms of per capita? Bigger. bigger. More cases to handle, more incidents occurring. Yes. Um, okay, so did you receive <clears throat> any special training before beginning your role at Warren County? No. Did you have any on-the-job training or shadowing? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so, um, were there any incidents in Warren County that you felt, um, were new to you completely and outside of the experience that you had in DeKalb County prior to, to going to Warren County? Uh, ask that again, please. Sure. Did you have cases in, De in Warren County that you'd never handled before? subject matter that you hadn't handled before? No. Okay. So in DeKalb County, prior to going to Warren, you were also handling rapes, drug investigations, murder, et cetera? Yes. Okay. Did you have on-the-job training then or take classes between 1989 and 2002 related to investigation of drug cases, murder cases, rape yeah. cases? I had multiple schools uh, that, that I had went to during my career. Um, Ranging from drug schools to uh, death investigation schools to um, terrorist, I might have been a terrorist school that was in there. So, I mean, there was just multiple different kind of schools. How did the schools 
offer training? Was it through the county? Yes. And approximately how long would you attend school per topic or seminar? Some of them were uh, one day, some of them were a week, some of them were, might have been two weeks on a couple of them. Were they mandatory? No. Okay, so you volunteered to attend these types of mm -hmm. trainings. And yes. what did you receive in exchange for going to the training? A certificate? Yes, okay. certificates. Were there materials issued that you read and reviewed during those classes? Yes. Okay. What led you to run for sheriff in 2006? Um, this is where I was born and raised at. Uh, I had worked here for 13 years and three months. Uh, at the time that uh, the sheriff lost, uh, I had some people that wanted me to run that year, but I would not run because of loyalty to him of giving me a job and promoting me. And uh, during that four-year stint uh, uh, that I was in Warren County. I had multiple people come and ask me to run, and uh, I prayed about it, and that was my answer that I got, and uh, I ran. And, um, okay, so then you've been the sheriff now from 2006 to the present, and you're up for re-election. That is correct. I understand. And have you had any complaints or issues since becoming the sheriff in 2006 from the public or otherwise? That's a Def broad question. Yes, it is. Define complaints. What? What? Are, are you talking from the public about complaints about what? Your role as the sheriff. Your oh, performance I'm sure. As sheriff. Yes, I'm sure. That Have any come to you directly? Uh, as in, <laughs> that's a broad question. Yeah, I'm sure there are people that, out in the county that does not like me. Yes, if that's what you're asking. I'm sure of that. Tell me about some of the complaints that you've heard. I don't... Recall I don't particular. know. Yeah, uh, just uh, a lot of it's jealousy that you have. A lot of people uh, might have been people I'd arrested in time or their families. Uh, you know, uh, one thing, uh, as serving as sheriff, you're going to make or even as an officer, you're gonna make one family member happy and another family member mad if there's an arrest made or something doesn't go the way on a call. So uh, yes, I'm sure there are people out there that does not like me. And how do you handle those situations or complaints? Uh, towards me? Yes. Uh, they just roll off of me, I mean, I don't, uh, I'll, uh, I took an oath uh, to protect those people uh, that don't like me just as much as the ones that love me. So if they need something, we've always uh, done whatever we could uh, if they had a problem of some sort. So part of the job. Yes. Tell me about your um, personal history. Where do you live? Currently still living in DeKalb County? Yes, I do. Do you have any personal relationship with the parties in this lawsuit? No. Have you ever met any of the parties of this lawsuit? Yes. Tell me which ones. I think uh, Hannah Palmer is who I think I met. She, who, whoever, uh, I can define that, whoever the, the girl that lives uh, right down from uh, Miss Smith. She lives in the neighborhood there close to her or something. Sherry Smith? Yes. Okay. So you've met Sherry Smith before? Yes. And the same night I met the, the girl. Hannah Palmer? So I think that's who, who it was. How did you meet that girl? Uh, the week, uh, well, actually, the day that this happened on, I went to a, uh, a drug court conference, and that's where I was. So I missed the, a full week uh, of what has happened other than phone communication. And when you're talking about what happened, you are referencing Wakefest 2015? Yes. Gotcha, mm -hmm. and the death of Lauren Agee. Yes. Uh, when I got back, uh, 
the detective who was Jeremy Taylor had told me that he was going to talk to, I, I believe it was Hannah Palmer. And I told him, uh, he told me that Miss Smith had lived right uh, down from her and I told him that I wanted to go uh, with him and meet Miss Smith and give her my condolences and introduce myself because I wasn't here at that time. So approximately how long after Lauren's death did you get back involved in the investigation? You said you were away for about a week? Yes. So approximately how many days after her death did you return to work? It would be a guess. Uh, I, I think that happened on a Sunday, uh, and that was the day that uh, I left, and I got back on a Friday or Saturday. I, I don't remember, but it, but it would have been the next week, I'm sure. So several days had passed. Yes. Hey, all you true crime fans, this is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morf. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, what was your interaction with Hannah Palmer that night that you met her near Miss Smith's house? Uh, the detective uh, talked to her about some stuff uh, about the uh, what had happened and so forth and so on. He might have even uh, uh, that might even be the audio that he had took from her. I, I don't remember. Jeremy Taylor. Yes. Okay. Did you make any statements at that time? To Miss Palmer, I introduced myself to her and her dad, mom and dad might have been there. Do you recall anything about what Miss Palmer said to Jeremy Taylor? No. Or to you? No. Okay. Recall anything about what her parents might have said? Uh, I just remember her dad was very emotional, and uh, that they were. I think some things had been said between Miss Smith and. Uh, on social media and, and, and things like that that had all of them upset and sort of scared. What was that on social media that had them scared? I don't, I don't recall that. Okay. Do you recall anything about it? Like what was the subject of what was said or, okay. No. I, Did, um, is there anything in particular about Hannah's demeanor that night that you met her that you recall? Just being upset and was she scared. Uh, some, yes. Okay. Um, and when you say she was upset, how do you know she was upset? About crying and emotional. Okay. Did she appear to be um, cooperative, open to talking to you about the investigation? Uh, I, she didn't talk to me. Uh, she talked to the detective, but yes. Uh, I don't remember any resistance that she gave. Okay. What about Aaron Lilly? Have you ever met Aaron Lilly? Not that I recall. Have no. you ever met Briggs Gambrell? No. Have you ever met Christopher Stout? No. Okay. Have you ever met anyone in any of their families that you know of? No, ma'am. Let's go back to Sherry Smith. When did you first meet Sherry Smith? That night. Okay. Or that evening. And uh, describe your interaction with Miss Smith that evening. Uh, we, uh, Detective uh, Taylor and I left uh, that house and went to uh, Miss Smith's house and uh, went up and knocked on the door and told them who I was and gave them my condolences and we sat there and talked a minute and uh, I could tell something was wrong with her. Uh, she acted like she was mad and uh, I kept talking with her and, and told her that she kept, that we were talking back and forth about how, how she, she might have died or what things that uh, she thought that looked strange and stuff like that, and 
And then she was, she finally said, I'm, I'm going to give you something. Uh, like she didn't trust the detective that was there at that time. And she gave me or showed me uh, uh, some things on the internet to, I don't know if it was uh, Facebook or uh, it was on the zip drive that y'all have is what uh, her husband uh, put it on. So that, that's what it was. And then uh, she, she called uh, Lauren's dad and him and some other girl came over there that uh, knew something about something that wasn't, she was right in what some of the stuff she was saying, whoever the girl was, but she was taking some of it out of context to get a, a result to something that that the detective told me later that that wasn't right of what she was saying. It was right, but it was out of context of what it was. Okay. She she took a different opinion, I guess is what I'm trying to say, of what it was. To get the full picture, who was present that night? You, Jeremy Taylor, right? Yes, Miss Smith and I guess Mr. Smith. Yes, uh, her husband. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and then her dad came and another lady I would, I don't know. Lauren Agee's dad and another lady. Okay, so just the A uh, young girl. It was a young girl. Okay. And I don't think, that's, that's been a long time ago. I don't think anybody else was there. If it was, it would have been their family or friends that I, I don't know if I would have known. Okay. Or not. And about how long did that meeting last? A few hours. You mentioned that Miss Smith gave you a thumb drive. Did yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Smith gave uh, Mayor Jeremy Taylor one that. Okay. We were, Did you look yeah. at the contents of the thumb drive while you were there at the meeting or later? Uh, both. Mm -hmm. What was on the thumb drive? Uh, looked like some emails, and just random stuff. Emails from whom? I would take, I took them as uh, from somebody to Sherry or backwards and forth. There was different things that was on there. And do you recall anything about the contents of those emails? No. I mean, that's other than what I know the, the subtitles are on there. Uh, that would be it. What steps did you take later to investigate the subject of the emails? I didn't. Do you know if Jeremy Taylor took any steps later to investigate? Yes, he did. What did he do, to your knowledge? Well, you will have to ask him that. He uh, he just told me he reviewed them and talked. I think he talked to Miss Smith about them right after that. Because I know uh, at this time she was sending him emails uh, every day multiple emails uh, to the uh, detective of anything. And we asked her to do that. Uh, I told her anything that she felt like she needed to say or do, then do, do say what she wants to say. And if she needs to email or send us a letter or come see us or call us or, or whatever, then to do that. So she, she done what we asked her to do in the beginning. Did she also email or visit you during the course of the investigation, or was it only Jeremy Taylor? Jeremy Taylor. Did I, you provide your email to Miss email address to Miss Smith? I don't know if I did or not. What was your involvement in the investigation? Uh, as far as doing anything with the investigation, I went down there that night I told you about and seen the, the young lady and then seen Miss Smith and met her family. And uh, out of that meeting, they told us about a uh, two detect or two officers that worked for the White County Sheriff's Department that they had received a call from and said that uh, Lauren's death was suspicious and it can't be right and, and told information to that from their house. Uh, You're talking about Ms. the Smiths? Yes. Uh, Miss Smith's house. We leave there 
find one of the officers in White County and talk to him. What was the name of that officer? I knew you were going to ask that. I don't, I don't know. He's the one with the glasses. Uh, that okay. was, a, I think, a sergeant or something at that time. Any other descriptive features about him that you recall? No. Okay. And then uh, the only other thing that I done was uh, when the uh, allegation of the boat marks, the canoe marks in the chest, uh, my chief deputy, Robert Patrick. Now, he might have been my detective at the, that time. I don't, I don't know the time frame of that, but I think he was my detective. We went and found the uh, boat the TWRA was on and done the comparisons. Let's go back to the conversation with you that you had with the officer from White County. Okay. Who was present for that conversation? Me, Jeremy Taylor, and him. And what did you say? I, I asked him if he called down there and told them that he didn't feel comfortable about uh, it being an accident or didn't feel comfortable about, uh, he thought it was more than that. And I kept asking him why he thought that. And he kept just saying, well, that's what I thought. And I told him that he should have called us and told us any information that he had uh, before he went to the family and told the family something that might not be true or there might be a reason, just like the lady that was down there, the young lady that uh, came with Lauren's dad, some of the stuff she had was, was true uh, uh, that, that I seen that where uh, Detective Taylor had, but some of it wasn't, which throwed it into a different, a different light of what had happened. So, but he didn't give us anything the whole time we talked to him in White County. Did he mention any names of anyone that he had spoken to to form that opinion that the death was an act was not an accident he he said that um the best i can recall that he kept saying that the boys uh, one of the boys i don't remember which one it was was acting weird um, how did he know to your what what's your understanding of how this officer from white county came to have information about the case uh, they were, uh, he was, him and, uh, some more people, uh, from White County. And I don't know if there were any other departments, uh, law enforcement departments there were working security for Wakefest and other events that are there. And during the course of his working security, he came, uh, into the investigation of Lauren's death. Is that what you understand? Yes. Do you know if he was ever interviewed by your office besides the one conversation that you had with Jeremy Taylor? I do not. Uh, do you remember the date approximately of when you had that conversation with this officer? Uh, would have been the same night that we went to Sherry Smith and the other ladies, which was probably the next week after I got back. Was there a recording, audio, or in writing of the communication you had with the officer from White County? Not that I recall. Detective Taylor would have, have to answer that, but not that I recall. So you did not record or write down anything about that conversation? No. Okay. He didn't tell us anything to, to write down other than he just had a feeling, weird feeling. About one of the guys acting funny? Yes. Is there anything that you remember about the guy that he said was acting funny? For example, why he thought that this guy was acting funny? I can't remember. That has been. Do you remember whether or not the officer from White County had interviewed the guy that he thought was acting funny? No. Okay. Do you think he? Do you have any information about whether or not the officer from White County spoke to or observed the kid that was acting funny? The, the, this is hearsay, but the only uh, only thing I know that the officers did not do was mention anything about anything to anybody that was there the night that Lauren uh, was found there. They never mentioned a word to none of the, the detectives, none of the other officers that were there that were taking statements, uh, didn't say nothing to nobody. So you're saying the officers from other counties 
did not make statements to officers from your office? Yes. Okay. About anything that was, that I know of, about anything that was suspicious or he said this or this here happened or whatever. Okay. Um, the only thing that sparked us going to talk to them was Miss Smith saying that this officer called her and said that instead of calling us, they called her. When did you learn that Lauren A.G. had died and that your office would initiate an investigation into her death? The night that she, they found her. Okay. The evening. What did you do when you learned about her death? I'm sorry? What did you do when you learned about her death? Uh, the call came, uh, they first called me and told me that a small child had drowned uh, in the lake. That was the first initial call that they had got there. And when they got who there. Who called you? Who's, the, who's they? Uh, uh, multiple officers. The ones that was going to the scene, uh, uh, Jeremy Taylor called, uh, my chief deputy at that time called because they, th that's standard procedure for them to call me if somebody is uh, uh, dead. So, uh, they started calling just to tell me, uh, to keep me sort of, because they knew I was out of town. Uh, and then a little later they called and told me that it was a, a, a not a child, that it was a younger lady that had drowned. At that time they thought it had drowned. What was your response? As, as what? What is your standard practice or procedure when there's a death? Do you make assignments for the investigation? Do you have any action that you need to take? Or does your office sort of run seamlessly? I'm trying to understand what happened since you were out of town. Like, how did everyone know what to do? Uh, my chief deputy would have been the next uh, person in charge. Who is who your is chief deputy? Don, Don Adamson. Okay. A-D-A-M-S-O-N. Okay. Uh, um, and so how was the assignment made for lead investigator on this case? Would he was the one that was on call that week. Jeremy Taylor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there any protocol in your office for assigning cases other than who's on call? For example, if the nature of the case is a drug case or a rape case or a murder case, is there any distinction between which officer should take the lead on that case? No. Okay. To your knowledge, has Jeremy Taylor ever investigated a death case before Lauren Agee's death investigation? I can't say yes or no, but I would say he's been to some of I know he's been to to different death cases since he's been a detective. But to your knowledge, he hadn't necessarily taken the lead on a death case? He, he could have. Okay. I, I don't have that information with me, but yet, yes, he could have. Okay. Uh, Had you required Jeremy Taylor to undergo any type of death investigation training prior no. to the investigation for Lauren A.G.? No. And to your knowledge, had he received any death investigation training voluntarily? No. Does your office provide on-the-job death investigation training of any kind? We can, yes. It's not a mandatory, but we can. Um, and so in this case, was there any guidance given to Jeremy Taylor in particular, knowing that this was a death investigation and that he was the officer in charge, uh, on call? He knew he was the officer on call that weekend. Right. But did you give any additional guidance or training specifically in terms of how to handle a death investigation? Uh, it's what what happens. Of course, it, it's hard for me to sit here and tell you a, a protocol to use because every call that we go to is different. So different circumstances requires different things. Uh, some uh, uh, deaths that they go to, uh, they work. Uh, some of them, the TBI works. Some of them, both of them do a joint to get a joint investigation together. So they're just different, different scenarios with different uh, 
who's the lead role in it. So sometimes the TBI just assists, and but still one of my detectives are in in control of the investigation. So, and in this case, what happened? Uh, Detective Taylor took over the investigation and. Was TBI involved at all at the beginning of the investigation? Not at the, well, not that I know of. See, I wasn't there for that first week. That would be something you'll have to ask them. So I don't know if they talked with anyone or I know the DA that talked with the district attorney. What is your relationship to officers on the job? For example, are you a supervising officer of Jeremy Taylor or do you work as more as peers? And if he needs you, he reaches out. Tell me about that. Uh, with all my department, I'm there. I'm the supervisor. I'm the, everyone's boss. So right. Yes. Um, how frequently do you comment on or uh, become involved in the direct decisions made on the case? Uh, I mean, th my detectives, uh, for for sure. Uh, um, tell me what, give me updates on what they're working on and things throughout uh, the week. So it just depends on what. What they're working on. Yeah. So to, in the case of Lauren <clears throat> AG, and in particular with Jeremy Taylor being the lead investigator, was there ever a time during that first week when he, when Jeremy Taylor reached out to you to give you updates or to ask questions or to request guidance on how to handle it? I'm sure. Do you recall the specifics of what he asked or what he updated you on? Uh, just what he had found out or what he had done. Now, that wasn't every day that he done that or, or every time he'd done something. Uh, he called and told me that, that it wasn't a child. I remember that, uh, that, that was there. And Do you remember any specifics about um, a, t a time when he might have called to ask for permission to take an action on the investigation where you had to give permission or give authority? No. Okay. So he was pretty much in charge and just providing you with updates. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Is there any reason why you may have concluded that um, Jeremy Taylor strike that? Let me go back to your background just for a quick second. Okay. You've described uh, beautifully your training and you've got a great history, but I just need to make sure for my record. Have you ever been fired from a job? No. Charged with a crime? No. Convicted of a crime? No. Arrested for a crime? No. Placed on probation? No. From a job? No. Okay. I knew you were going to say that. Yep. Never. I've been very blessed. I've never had a write-up or, or anything, so... In your personnel file from any job? Yes. <clears throat> okay. I've only had two, so. <laughs> what was the, the, your job as the sheriff and then your job as? Well, uh, my job here at DeKalb County and, and four years in Warren County, yes. And I did, I did do, uh, uh, I worked like six months in a factory one time, but that was years ago. I worked here and there, matter of fact. Back to the investigation of Lauren Agee's death. Did you personally conduct any witness interviews of family members, friends, or witnesses at the scene other than your interview that you had with Ms. Smith um, when you accompanied Officer uh, Detective Taylor that one night? No. And why is that? That's what I have detectives for. I don't do uh, witness interviews. Yes. Mm -hmm. Your detectives do the witness interviews and you supervise their work. Yes. Now, I have in the past uh, done some of those. I mean, I, if I might sit in on an interview with something, but just not this one because they were already, the majority of them were already done before you got back. I got back. Would it surprise you to know that there were witness interviews taken for which there was no written recording or documentation or audio recording or documentation in this investigation? Is that standard? 
depends on what that interview is and what came out of it. I didn't take a, a, a statement from the officer up there because he had nothing to say. I see. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, that's a two-sided question. So tell me when in your office it is necessary to take down a written statement or an audio recording of a witness versus when it's not necessary. Uh, they have information that's uh, pertinent to whatever you're investigating would, would, of course, be a time that you would want to record something. And what type of information would they need to have? Credible, reliable, uh, what, not what maybe somebody else heard or, or something of what they know. And so, for example, you mentioned that the officer in White County described an individual male who had been present at the scene who was acting, quote, funny, but we don't know the name of that individual because it wasn't written down. Would that have been information that you, looking back, they would knew, want to know? I think I think they he knew the individual he was talking about because he was on the boat with him. Who is he? Uh, Jeremy Taylor. Jeremy Taylor knew the individual that the officer from White County was mm -hmm. referencing. Yep. Because he was on the boat with Jeremy Taylor when? No, 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 no. Uh, the officer was on the boat with whoever was acting funny. Was acting funny. At yeah. the time when you went to interview him? No, no, no. He, he, I'm sure he, Jeremy knew who he was talking about that was acting funny, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right, but if you didn't make a recording of your interview of the officer from White County, how can someone who's subsequently reviewing your files identify who was allegedly acting funny? Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Let's see what you're saying. So if, if information like that is determined on site to be not important enough to write down, how do we track your investigation? If right. that makes any Let's sense. Let's see what you're saying. Would you, looking back now, have made a written recording or an audio recording of that investigation or, or that interview of the officer? Uh, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know uh, if I would or not. Right. I mean, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't tell us nothing while we were there. He told us he didn't know nothing. Except that the guy was acting funny. Well, that's all he said, though. Yeah. He, he couldn't even describe what that was. Um, but he thought it was important enough to call the mother of the deceased. Yes. Did he share, to your knowledge, did he share with the mother of the deceased any other information that maybe he shared with you that night? No. Okay. And we don't know the name of the officer that you interviewed at that time because we didn't make a written recording of that interview. Um, is there anyone else that you might have spoken with that you didn't no. document? That's it. Do you know if Jeremy Taylor also conducted interviews which for which there was no audio or written recording? I don't know. Um, as a policy matter, do you require your officers to document the steps they take during an investigation? Uh, they do uh, at the end of their case. Uh, when they get done with it, they do a uh, case review report or something uh, that was on there to tell what they've done or what the case is happened with the case. Have you reviewed the case review report in this investigation? Yes. And what do you recall about that report? Anything of significance? No. If I provide you a copy of it, would it refresh your recollection? Of, I don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> The investigative report, yes, did it have sir. anything of significance about the, the investigation? Not to your recollection? No. no okay, not. I'm going to give you a copy of it. Does this look like the investigative report that Detective Taylor prepared? Yes, it does. Okay. And are you familiar with Detective Taylor's signature? On the second page, we see a signature. Does that appear to be the signature that Detective Taylor would have... 
used to sign this report? I believe so. Now, this report is only two pages um, and contains very little information about the steps taken in the investigation. In your opinion and experience, is this the length or depth of a typical report of a death investigation in your office? You, I have different officers that do different things. I have some that are better in some things than others. I have some that will write 15 pages and some that will write smaller pages. Uh, some of them have better strengths in different things in our office. So, But yes, I've read what it says. Is this one more on the short side? An underdeveloped side compared to other officers? Uh, or is this more common and lengthy and detailed compared to other officers? It is smaller uh, than, than some of them. Um, would you say that Officer or Detective Taylor's um, weakness is in developing reports and documenting files? I'm just trying to understand more about him as a detective in your office as compared to other detectives? Some, yeah. Um, he would probably not write a longer report than some others were would. Who in your office, if anyone, trains detectives? Are you there, Stephanie? Okay. Trains officers, if anyone, on preparing investigative reports? Uh, they go through that, I'm sure, and go through uh, that in their uh, uh, academy, uh, when they're sent to the academy for post-certification. Uh, they uh, are by minimum standards, and that is all I'm required to have officers by minimum standards. They do uh, uh, 40 hours of in-service every year, uh, and some in, in services that have different topics that are there, some that uh, are just one topic. Approximately how long is the academy? Uh, nine weeks. To, they've, they've upped it here in the last couple of classes, so I think it's nine weeks. So nine weeks consisting of, what, about 40 hours a week of training? Or more. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they so, stay on campus. Gotcha. Yeah. And to your knowledge, did Jeremy Taylor have to go through that nine-week academy? Yes, he did. Okay. I see. And during that time, he would have learned how to prepare a case file and document a case file and prepare an investigative report. I'm sure they went over that there. Okay. And do you believe that this investigative report and the case file that Detective Taylor prepared is consistent with the level of training that he would have been provided during the academy? I don't. I can't answer that. Why? Well, they would have to answer that. The academy would. I'm asking you and your experience as a sheriff mm -hmm. if you believe that this is a deficient report or if this is an acceptable report along with your experience. I believe it could have been longer, but at the end of the day, I think the results would still be where they are. Right, so. but do you think that the report itself is deficient? Uh, it could have some other things in it. I'll agree with that. But at the end of the day, we're still right back where we are with the results of the case. So I think that he tried to hit the highlights of what was there uh, in the report to get to the, to the end of it. What's your understanding of the result of the investigation or the results of the case? Of what? Well, you mentioned that this report, you agree, is deficient and could have, or I'm going to say should have, included more Objection. information. I never agreed that it was deficient. Do you believe that this report is deficient? I, I, I'll say again what I said. I, I could have put more stuff in it, but the, other, the next officer might not have put as much as that. I don't, I don't know. Right, but uh, that's not really an answer to my question. Well, <laughs> I can say that... that uh, I think he put the facts of the case that was in there that, that he thought he should put, and at the end of the day, the, the, what he has down here is, is right. Do you believe that this report is deficient? 
I mean, I know what it says, and I, I understand what it says. It's a yes or no answer. I, well, I told you, I could have added some extra stuff to it, you know, and another officer might have added more than I did. So, you know, I, I don't know <laughs> how do you grade a report. Do you believe that this report is deficient in comparison to the level that you are taught in the academy that you expect of your officers? I will say that I think he could have put some more details in it. Respectfully, that's what you said before, but it isn't really an answer to my question, and I hate to do this and be repetitive, and I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to badger you, but we had an objection because of my mischaracterization of your testimony, and I don't want to mischaracterize your testimony, so I'm going to ask you to just answer this question, and then I promise I will move on. It's really a yes or no question about this report. You testified that you believe he could have put more information. Yep. That's fair. Do you believe he should have put more information? I don't know how to answer it without going back. It's a yes or he, no. He, he could have... If you say could have, I'm going to keep <laughs> asking. going to give me again. I'm going to uh, ask it again. And counselor, we've gone over this. It's been asked and answered. It hasn't been it answered. Been He's answered going to answer it. consistently the same. <clears throat> but it's not been answered. It's a yes or no question. And I'm going to get well, the answer from our record. My, uh, I could take a six-page report that he wrote and said and say the same thing with. So I, I don't, like I said, I don't know how you grade uh, investigative reports. What do you... Because he still has a case file to back up uh, what is in here. Th this, this is just not all he has. So you have to put all that in together. You're, you're picking one thing out here to, to get me to try to answer to of where what is here is not the whole... The whole case file. What do you use investigative reports for? For on what do you rely on the investigative? What's the purpose of the investigative report? To to summarize what has happened and uh, to let or we we have to report uh, uh, through Tiber's different crimes and things like that of what has happened with the case. Do you believe that this investigative report? is a sufficient summary of what has happened in the investigation of this case. I do with the case file itself. On its own, you don't think it's sufficient. Well, I'm just that, asking, that, I'm not, it, this isn't going to sink or sail the ship. Well, there, there again, this is not the only part of the case file. So I don't know how to answer your question without the investigative report combined with the case file. Yes. Do you believe is sufficient? Yes. As a representation of what happened. Of in the this case? case? Yes. Yes. With what's in what's in there. Yes. Okay. We'll mark this exhibit one. Lauren's family gives their full permission for any and all details to be shared and hope that the truth will come out. If you know anything at all, call 1-888-599-0008 or email tips at sheilawysaki.com. Next time on Without Warning. Have you ever talked to your wife about this case? Yes. What did you say? What is the nature of your communication with your wife about this case? Uh, it makes me very angry. Why? Very angry. I'm sorry? Why is that? because of the lies and the, the slant that has been put toward it uh, to me, for me, to use my name like that. Yes, it very upsets me greatly. Without warning, host executive director and executive producer, Sheila Wysocki. Producers, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Editors, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Mixing and mastering by Resonate Recordings. Narrator, Tim Evans. Thank you for listening to Without Warning. 
Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a quick review to help others discover it too. If you or someone you know knows something about this case or the people involved, you can submit tips by emailing tips at shilawaisaki.com.